All right. We are back. We are missing one, Doc. We're missing Mr. Larry Wise. They have some additions to their family. Spoiler alert. The twins are here and everybody's good. Um, Larry may be joining us, everyone. So um, I know we've been texting back and forth this morning. I'm sure they all have their hands full, literally. Um, but we're, we're coming back with a, a, a coach cast episode. Might be a little bit different um, than normal. Instead, it's just us kind of having a discussion because Doc has taken on a new endeavor. Doc, why don't you tell everybody what your what your endeavor is at your young age of 82 years old? Well, I started to see these uh, characters walking around in, in uh, <laughs> archery competitions. Namely, uh, I no first noticed them at uh, at, at the um, uh, Lancaster Archery Classic. I see these people walking around all with a Band-Aid on the one side of their nose. And I thought they must have had a heck of a fight someplace. And they all got hit the same place. Don Demmer. <laughs> and then later I started to realize they were shooting a, a kind of bow that I had never shot. And they were calling it bear bow. And I could see why, because there was no sights on the bow. And I became intrigued with that. And so some time ago, I decided I would, I would like to, to learn to, to do that. Um, a number of years ago, I, I would probably put myself up uh, against many, if not most, just even for fun, uh, traditional longbow shooters who, who really shot not just with flailing arrows down through the air and hoping that some of them would hit a target, but really had a method to it, such as Byron Ferguson and so forth and, and others that I had occasion to uh, either watch or learn from and so forth. So I, 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 I was, a, I, I would put myself in the, in, in the good category, at least with, uh, with traditional bow shooting, both targets on the ground and targets in the air and, and, and generally live targets because I was a hunter. So I decided some time ago, ha having now met Frank, who is a barebow shooter, and I and I think uh, from what I can see, uh, he's he's doing really uh, quite well with it. And having seen John uh, Demmer shoot and the competitions at Lancaster Archery with barebow, I thought it was it was time now. In, as I began my eighty second year uh to, to to learn something new and uh, and keep it separate uh not only in my my own head as i was thinking about it but it, oftentimes i think when you pull up a, a bow and it's similar to another bow you end up shooting the way you you've done it before and i wanted to be able to make that differentiation so i've only actually i i i, I bought the uh the Sprigger Rally riser and the, the limbs were late in coming in, but I had purchased this so that possibly actually on my birth date, which is June 4, that Frank and I would put the bow together and shoot for the first time. That didn't work for two reasons. We didn't have the limbs yet, although they were on their way to Lancaster Archery. 
and you had major flooding in your town, Frank, and you were running around helping people evacuate as, as an yeah. emergency person in, in the fire company and so forth, and, and watching young men in kayaks chase salmon up and down your streets. It was crazy, I, I have to admit. Just for everyone, we had five inches of rain in 45 minutes. We had 18 calls in less than eight hours. It was insane the amount of rain that we had and it just like came out of nowhere. So we didn't shoot that day on my birthday and um, I got rained out. And, but a few days later, we, we, we put the bow together, which uh, I, I was curious to see yeah, how that w was different and, and so forth. And so Frank began the trek of, of, uh, of teaching me uh, all the beginning steps. And, um, and we'll see how it works out. But I, I do pride myself, frankly, this is a, a little patting on the back here, possibly, that I pride myself as a, as a lifelong learner because I have been, I, I, I certainly was not a lifelong learner when I was in the traditional school system. They kept me in a corner pretty much of the time because I was what would now be called non-traditional learner, I suspect. Then it was called a, a dumb. That's the term, I, I was the, the, the dumb kid. And that's the term that was actually used in my classrooms. But but I, if I ever have a day, people, that I haven't learned something new, I better call my, my friendly undertaker before I start to stink because it, I, I, I will be dead and uh, I just love to learn. And the only way to really learn, I discovered years ago, especially when I taught graduate graduate medical students, uh, not students, I mean, medical graduates, these were people with years of experience coming back into school to learn how healing takes place. And and I don't mean that in a, um, in a, a way of uh, hocus pocus, but I mean, actually, what actually happens in the, in, in the body, how that corresponds within the natural system and our behaviors and so forth. And that those are the kind of classes I taught. It's very difficult to teach people, and I don't mean this as a, a negative, but who really believe uh, that they know everything there is to know about their subject that is known. Uh, it's really, it's like trying to put a little more water in the bottle when it's completely full, it just pours out. And so the only way to really learn what I'm getting at, and this is how I'm presenting myself uh, with my coach, my trainer, uh, Frank McDonough, is uh, to stand there not knowing anything about it. Um, uh, being stupid, as my, my, my mentor for years and, and trainer, Dr. Murray Bowen, who I worked with at Georgetown for 17 years, as he presented things, the best position from which to learn something is a position of t total stupidity. And he, he really meant that because you can then clear your head and learn something new. And this is how, I've, uh, how I want to do this. 
Probably the one thing I noticed more than anything else as a result of shooting the, the uh, bow, and I, I actually have this critter with me right now. I have to watch the fans going in the room here. So it's a little longer than what you're used to. This is long enough to be a decent fly run, a little heavy. <laughs> um, but, uh, and it is very heavy. That's one thing I notice very much so. Uh, it, it really pulls quite, quite, quite differently. Uh, there's a lot of major differences to it. I have probably 15 longbows and recurves, many of them handmade by various people around the world, one, one or two that I've worked on. And so it's a, it's, it's a, it's a very different, very different instrument here. So doc let's um hold hold that hold that vertical real quick and we'll oh, you may hear some chattering then oh okay yeah no that's okay that's okay or just back up and hold it sideways so everybody can see the the bow and i'll i'll run down the equipment quick just to give everybody so a bear bow is just that it's an olympic recurve um you have it upside down doc flip that bad boy so they can see it properly um so they can see the Barebow, there's a couple things in world archery that designate barebow from from the rest um and that is one second um that is that it's an olympic recurve riser uh ilf limbs um you have your and i it's not letting me close um one second please would it be better if i turned this way no, it's fine the way it is. No, yeah. I'm having a, a actually a, it's on my end. My screen just um, a window popped up, and I don't know why it popped up. I'm trying to figure out why. I want to get rid of it. It's bothering me. There we go. Okay, we're good. So in in World Archery Barabo, it's just the planarizer. He's got some uh, Hoyt exact limbs on there. Uh, ILF limbs and then hold it right there doc so we can see the plunger and the rest um, he's got a Spigarelli ZT uh, rest and an AAE gold premier plunger so like that is a bare bow rig also can we see the weight at the bottom of the riser doc so I want people to see so this this riser this Spigarelli riser they've been making bare bow risers for a very long time you it comes with custom weights so it's got one that was already in it this was an open box purchase from Lancaster Archery, and that weight is movable. You can move it left and right to give you a sense of stability in the in the bow riser. Yeah, right. So, you know, so this was Doc got a great deal on this, and um, you know, this was his this is his first. Now, there's no grip on it right now. Doc seemed to like it this way, but if we do, we'll buy a custom um, Yager grip to put on there to fit his hand which is a good option uh, as well. So it's, it's a, quite the undertaking, a little bit longer than what Doc's used to shooting, but it gives a, um, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty smooth, I, I pulled it, shot it. It's, it's a pretty smooth uh, setup. I like it personally, but this is, this is a world archery barebow rig. So. I'm gonna put it down, I'm getting exhausted. <laughs> so you were saying that your shoulders a little sore you're not used to shooting um a bow that heavy huh 
Well, you know, even, even my none of my compounds are that heavy, and mm -hmm. about the only thing I used to hold that was that heavy was when I was an active blacksmith with one of my sledges. But uh, the you know, holding holding the bow and holding it out and maintaining that, I can still feel you know my shoulder. I mean, I'm not concerned about any kind of uh, separation or joint problems here because I'm pretty well built and I I work out two or three days a week with a personal trainer to keep my upper body strength. So I'm pretty secure that way. But I did have a major back surgery now nine years ago and uh, lost uh, about two inches of height in that. And so they were switched, they switched muscles and so forth. I had to relearn mm -hmm. how to use my back. So that, that has affected my ability to actually stand, you know, completely erect. Mm -hmm. And because my, my lower back, the, the, you know, the lumbar spine does not curve in like it should. It, I mean, it's, it's very straight now. It's not a fusion. Right. But there were a number of laminectomies and that makes quite a difference. So I'm going to have to do some adaption on that, which mm -hmm. I think will eventually free up the shoulder once I can be in a better posture to maintain the holding the bow, not just with my shoulder, but with my back, which is I'm sure what, what you're doing when you're standing, right? Right. So a lot of learning to do and yeah. so forth, but I'm excited about it and motivated to do it. So, uh, but well, I'll and it, there's some differences that. too. That that's what you're learning. You're learning the differences from a more of an instinctual feeling shooter. You know where you're coming back. You're hitting anchor. You know, feeling where that aiming point is and just finishing the shot. Whereas in barebow, you're really concentrating on on getting to anchor having a definitive holding position and settling the tip of the arrow where you need to aim and those two shots are such polar opposites that it's very important it is that your mindset has to be that you're consciously thinking about holding and maintaining that hold even when the tip of the arrow is there um, which is one of the things that most barebow shooters struggle with completely it's a you know it's a different shot process and ultimately will make your your instinctive shooting probably much much better because you're going to feel so much more comfortable at that full draw position mm -hmm. your your shoulders most likely from not getting to full alignment yet and it, that's something that you may struggle with because of your back procedure and your posture but i personally think because archery has such good health benefits for us that your posture over time will actually get better the more you concentrate on it because it's pushing you to to get into that good position and it's good for you so it might suck a little bit in the beginning but ultimately even at 82 years old it's going to make you more conscious of it and I mean, it's kind of forces your hand a little bit to be to be in a more consistent position it's easier to stand up nice and tall and straight than it is in, in a repeatable way than to have any even if it's a 10 degree lean which is something i've fought for a long time so that's i'm so happy that you're pursuing this doc and like 
like you're gonna as you get to know more people in the barebow community like we i just looked and and my my buddy santo um is on watching right now like when you as you meet some of the people in the barebow community like they're just it's just an awesome community not that all of archery isn't but barebow shooters it's definitely a different world um and as you get out and shoot and compete um and then shoot the lancaster classic this year i'm just so excited for it i think it's just the coolest thing and you may break the record as the oldest lancaster archery classic competitor i'm not sure but i hope so i figure the older i get the fewer people will be standing with me and 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 i uh, a number of years ago my fifth year their 60th um high school reunion they asked me to speak um and i I said I fi- I finally found out how to become the first person person who was first in their class, and they some people said, well, how how can you do that? And I said to be the last <laughs> last man standing, and um, so maybe that's how I could win win some kind of placement. But I, it's not for me. It's not about winning. No. It's about learning something new and different, and and to do it well. And I'm going to have to make some adaptations for that. But I've coached people in in archery for for years, actually. I I am a a level three, and I learned that uh, through Larry Wise, and I've I've kept that up until recently. um, But I've I've taught many people uh, traditional shooting, get away from flailing arrows to actually pulling up and having a method to what you're doing. And, and and once you do that, and you you can place that air exactly where you want it every time, with you know within reason, mm-hmm. and um, that that's uh, that that to me is 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 a win, to 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 do that whether I can win competitively or not is, although to me I, I I want to shoot I've never, and and I and I to the community watching I'm I'm not saying this is any kind of sense of pride, but it's just been the occasion. And when you're a professional and so forth, and you've trained to be a professional, you do your profession. And then I taught for 41 years on top of that and some other things and it didn't leave a lot of extra time. So I, 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 I could not have become a professional archer. I mean, that, that takes any of you who've done that. It takes incredible time and travel and so forth. I could not have done that, but I want to be an archery professional. And I feel I've become an archery professional for many people and, 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 and to be able to do it right. And to do it well, that for me will be the win. And, uh, and I wanted to add bare, bare bow to the, to the list. Yeah. So you're an avid um, trad shooter. Um, You've shot moving objects, standing back to, um, your youth, um, you've worked unknowingly, well, not knowingly, but unknowingly worked with Howard Hill. You've shot with and coached with Byron Ferguson. And now you're taking an end compound, obviously from Larry Wise. Um, and now you're taking on Barebow and, you know, your understanding. I, and I know like people, I think to coach at a high level, you have to have like when you're working with athletes and you are coaching at, you know, national world record type shooters, you have to have some level of of competition experience for sure. 
But to coach people and to have an understanding of the sport, you don't have to compete to understand the sport. Your value as a coach, which is going to make your barebow journey very, very good, is your understanding of the human body and the human mind and your experience as a doctor of that, of, of, uh, um, of the neuro neurological world that you have researched for decades. And like when you start and you started, you actually came, you, you had a touch of that, that what's the word that experience when you started aiming. Cause remember when I was saying to you about holding your bow arm up and keeping it and staying in that position and allowing that like to finish the shot until after the arrow hit and you know, inherently your you know the tip of the arrow would get there and you would settle for a moment but then it would go and that arm would drop and it's so difficult it's so difficult for many shooters go ahead doc go ahead no that that was very difficult not to have that happen until i you know decided i'm going to hold that arm up because when, when i shoot traditionally once you allow the string to come off your for me allow it to come off my hand i'm I'm using my hand actually very much like a uh, a back tension release very much like a sweet spot and just allow it to come off and then follow through with that and then you your, your bow goes down for basically for your next shot to, to continue to hold it and so there's there, there's difficulties but if you can allow yourself to clear your head to do that and to listen to someone who's telling you something that doesn't seem right because you've done it differently. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, that's a lot of fun. I'm motivated to do it and have a, a great person nearby. And we're, we're colleagues in the uh, International Archery Institute. And so if, if we get through this, Frank, I'll get through this. And so. Oh, yeah. You're, you're gonna... you people won't know how that's going because if you see. Uh, you won't be able to see that Frank's pulling his hair out because he's trying to train me and I've accomplished a lot of that too. So <laughs> I'm ahead of you somehow and I'm half your age. <laughs> I, I know it. Exactly half my age, I believe, right? Uh, 43, not, not quite. Uh, okay. yeah. 43. Um, I think, you know, and just to, to explain or to, that's where I always talk about people who try to take like full on NTS and apply it to barebow. And, and I did a video, a vlog on the barebow project about tension and direction. And even, I even talked to Jay bars about it when I took the Dick tone clinic and I tried to explain to people that like that big, even in the, you know, the trad world and people are shooting more instinctive and they hit anchor, they hit final expansion and boom, the arrow's gone. And there's this big explosion of a fall through, and, you know, and I tried to explain to people, we're not, Barebow is all about reducing the explosions. It's all about settling and being relaxed at full draw. It's all about consciously worrying about the tension on our fingers and maintaining the full draw as opposed to a big expansion through it. And we'll, because our bodies always want to even things out like our body is in it. And it's the same, you know, and my analogy has always been that it's the same as like, I talk about Olympic weightlifting a lot. I know people get tired of hearing about it, but 
I can't hold a barbell over my head if this elbow's bent and this one's straight. It's not going to happen. Right. I even even if I try to hold it this way, I can to an extent, but not a max amount of weight. I have to use my body's ability to maintain. I have to stabilize, turn turn my elbows in, and my and use my lap my traps to to stabilize. Right. We do things where we want to even things out. We don't. And in the follow through, the aim, full draw, expansion, and follow through the archery shot is no different. The back half has to match the front half. But when we have this big, huge explosion of a release, I'm not saying it's a bad release. I'm just saying if we're this big, huge straight back and we're, you know, we're doing one of these or we're trying to finish at a spot back here, sure, it can provide some level of repeatability. But what we forget is, is that the calmness of our aim is an indicator of where, up oh, here comes uh, Mr. Wise. The calmness of our aim is, an, is indicated by the stillness and, and, the rela- and the stability of our bow arm, excuse me, after the shot. And that's why it's different in barebow as opposed to Olympic recurve. If you're able to dial back all of that extra stuff that we really don't need, because if you're at full draw here and you're properly allowing that string <clears throat> to pull through your fingers and you're not, you don't have to yank, you don't have to pull, the bow is going to do all the work. So the goal is just let the bow do the work. Mm-hmm. You just hold it, maintain that, that hold. And the expansion isn't a movement at that point. It's just a buildup of tension in the system and let it. And, and so that's one of the, and it's not in compound. It's, it's not that much different than compound other than the fact that in compound we're more and more actively pulling through the shot because we have mechanical release aids and stuff like that, that we have to work. What's up there, pop Papa. What, um, are, what are you? Oh, it's, it's, uh, well, grandfather to twins mm-hmm. last night, last evening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, it took a C-section finally, but uh, yeah. yeah, they got it done. My daughter-in-law is a real trooper. Wow. Everybody, everybody healthy right now? Yep, yep. Doing, doing well. Um, Wyatt weighs... Six pounds eleven ounces, and Zachary is six pounds ten ounces. And this is preterm, so right? yeah, that's uh, thirty-six and a half weeks. That's wow. three and a half weeks well, early. Some big so. babies for six and a half weeks oh to go. Yeah, thirty-six and a half. <laughs> we were we were shocked to hear the birth weights. That's yeah. that's that's great though. That's oh that's, yeah, that's great. If everybody's yeah. healthy, babies are healthy. That's outstanding. Yeah, they're they're done pretty well yeah well congratulations you're gonna we are thankful it was uh a few days of real anxious (laughs) trying trying on on their part Um, my wife and i have been there and done that not with twins thank the good lord but we have been through that similar situation so we can empathize with it but i'm glad everybody's healthy we're talking about doc's transition to barebow today larry just so you know we're talked about his first lesson and what he's what he's learning and seeing yeah i know he's abandoned me with the compound stuff i'm i'm gonna disown him just all the cool little, kids shoot little break, little break. 
Another thing that's different for me, um, because initially when I started shooting archery, as we I introduced this in an earlier um, video, I, I because I had no one to teach me. I was the only person that I knew, and the only person in my community that I knew that that had a bow. I pulled the knock of the arrow like a vice grip, <laughs> not around the string. And then I had a, a fellow uh, named Mr. Hill that showed me you're supposed to put your fingers around the string. String would sound like a really dumb idea to me, but he was the teacher, so showed me how to do that. And that was one, one above and two under. Now I'm pulling with three under and not even in contact with the knock. <laughs> I, I think that threw me more for a loop than, 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 the, than the three under, because here, here's the knock up here, mm -hmm. and I'm pulling down here. But, but even that's different and significantly different enough. And I'm, I was using my old leather glove. We're getting my tabs soon here. And I'll start with that, and that'll be another accommodation that I'll need. Coming to... from Yoast Archery Products, by the way. Pardon me? I didn't hear that right. So that's coming from Eric Yoast at Yoast Archery Products. You're going to get a Yoast Archery uh, Pro Tab. Okay. It's on its way. So we're, we're on our way. I'm, I'm excited about it, and it's, it, it's, it's fun to... We, we, we titled this uh, presentation today, Larry, Teaching the Old Dog New Tricks. So, mm -hmm. uh, but I still could I would change that title. So I'm all right. I'd change that title. Teaching the Really Old Dog New Tricks. <laughs> well, have at it. <laughs> have at it. <laughs> Too funny. Well, I think it's going to be fun, Doc. I'm excited for you. Um, you should show Larry your bow. Show him that. I know he's seen Spigarelli risers before, but show him your show him your riser. Yeah, what's the, what's the fresh stuff? Yeah, it's nice. I like. I really. I'm not. I've never. Uh, I've heard the good things about those limbs. Those limbs were nice. Those are really here good. Here on, on there, here we are. Oh, okay, so we got, we have a shoot, well, not a shoot through, but a, a, yep. a hollow out below the, yeah, the grip. has the bare bow weight, has one bare bow weight in it. There's room for another one. Yeah, we can add another 40 or 50 pounds here yet, I think. <laughs> yeah, so that, that. Uh, Before you were on, I was explaining how. Then the next day I went to reach for something, I think actually a dish in the cupboard and I couldn't, I'm left-handed and I was reaching this, I had to change to the right side because I was sore mm. holding, holding, continuing to hold this. And that's one of the first things I had to relearn that you, you continue to hold your bow in place after your release. And so I'm challenged by this, this is going to be fun and I'll continue to, to work at it. Yeah, I mean, and and to to understand, you know, very much of what I teach and how I teach, I've learned from working with and watching um, John Demmer shoot. You know, one of the reasons that barebow shooters shoot a lower poundage um, is because you know the alignment might not be absolutely perfect, 
Um, that lower pound just still allows us to stay real steady and calm at full draw. The weight below the riser, first of all, is a world archery rule that that's the only place that you can put it below the grip. Um, but also it allows you when you are holding, it helps you stay a little bit steadier as you know, um, not necessarily easier, but it does out. So like, there's not a whole lot of shaking going on. And because like target panic rears its head for people in different ways. It's not like, it doesn't happen the same for everyone. Everybody's prone to certain aspects of what target panic is in some way. And, you know, like John is a very, very consistent shooter. And like the very first episode of the Barebow project we recorded, he was like, you know, my 10 years of making mistakes is what we're here to talk about because you know Mm -hmm. trying to do so many different things learning and unlearning and you know and that's one of the things that even kind of disappointed in myself that it took me so long to truly understand what he was talking about when he would say like dude just put it there and hold it there and let everything let let it happen instead of adding stuff to the shot you know and it's not like i started saying before right as larry had joined in it's not any different than compound where we add things to the shot and make it more difficult than it needs to be barebo is the epitome of not adding things to the shot for consistency accuracy and being able to deal with target panic Mm -hmm. head on yeah and that that concept uh blends in really well with our main theme for uh international archery institute and that is fitting within the natural system right you know blending with the bow as an equal partner is maybe a way to say that yeah Uh, Mm -hmm. instead of trying to in, in the uh, current modern definition of dominate. You know, that, that's how our society thinks is that common definition of the modern definition of dominate. And that's, you know, control everything. Yeah. And that's why we add things into the shot, thinking that we are manufacturing control and we're just screwing it up. <laughs> Yeah, true story. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, it, it's hard as how we've been raised, especially in the Western world. I think to to allow yourself to become part of something without believing that you're actually at the steering wheel, that you're yeah. part of what's going on. Yeah. I, yeah. I probably learned. I probably felt that more clearly until I got back into archery, which is only 12 years ago now, after a hiatus for about maybe almost 10 years, uh, when, when I became an aircraft pilot. Because if you, you start to try the horse the airplane around, the, the airplane will horse you around. You, you're there when it happens and control the panel and make sure your controlled crash becomes a landing and things like that. And, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. We often talk about, I know, like we've had, there's a lot of people who emphasize control, control, control. And I know oftentimes John and I had the discussion um, and with some other shooters as well, where like, 
you grasp control in some ways by letting go of it and becoming part of the system, become part of mm-hmm. the shot. Don't become, you don't like, like, yeah, like some people are all about like, you need to control every aspect and maybe that's their way of explaining it. But, you know, when you, when we talk about the, the mind manage to body feel, when we talk about subconscious mm-hmm. or conscious to subconscious when you go like this and turn the switch allowing that switch to happen mm-hmm. that is that's a crucial part but that part mm-hmm. that switch going mm-hmm. to the subconscious cannot come until you hit a bunch of steps a bunch of performance points athletic positions whatever you want to call them yeah you have to hit all these things and then like for me what it is is i I've already started aiming. I've, I've got to expansion. I've started aiming. I, my switch goes, and that's when I'm worrying. The only thing I'm really concentrating on is the tension on my fingers. That's it. So, you know, I mean, it's, I think Doc's going to, is going to slowly see this transformation. And I think it's going to make all of his archery better. And I think physically it's going to make you better. Um, yeah. Doc made some uh, breakthrough here probably last year, I think, when when he said that uh, when he felt the shot with the release aid, when he became aware of the holding of his back, uh, he made that shift, that focus shift. Yeah. All right, to, to the field. And then he started shooting really good groups. Wasn't well, that... Last year, about this time, Doc. Oh, I think it's probably some further back than that. When my my yeah. first, you know, the the the, 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 the people near Sean Moore and so forth will appreciate this. The best way to get the the attention of a Scott is to reach into his purse. And um, when I my first <laughs> shot with the sweet spot, I. I it released a little too early and I slapped myself in the face and the blood's running down and a piece of tooth in my hand. That, that shot, well, well there, there was the price of the release and then the almost a thousand dollars for the dental re- repairs. And so forth. <laughs> oh, From that point on, I, I listened to Larry a lot more carefully about what you're supposed to do. <laughs> so, Self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. Oh yeah. The wound, the yeah. wound in my purse was worse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's funny. I, I, again, being being part of something that's bigger than yourself, and this is, uh, you know, th- this is what I've been tracking now for a, a number of years uh, now, but actually going on thirteen years, as to why does shooting archery make us feel good, and and that's all tied together in this and. You, some of you maybe saw the presentation a few weeks ago with with Pastor Bob Pope, who has studied to be a neurologist. And uh, before his turn at, at going into neurosurgery, he was uh, directed uh, to become a pastor and, and did that. But he's kept up with the, the neurological side. So he and I have done a lot of this research about what takes place. And a lot of the good feeling has to do with, when, when, with, with the fact that when you're effectively part of the, a well-working system 
and you have that balance, you have that integrity, and and, mm-hmm. and you yeah. you then feel that. I mean, it, it's and 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 that, and we we have a great term in English. Many other languages don't have it. Well being, and well being can only be accomplished by being part of this whole thing. And the the bow has been a wonderful uh, yeah. tool to bring us into that relationship. Yeah. And if it wouldn't have been, we wouldn't be sitting here talking because the Bears would have won years ago, and they they'd be having this <laughs> show about how how to eat humans and if we yeah. If they find yeah it. they yeah they would have the show. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you? Uh, looked at the uh, leaderboard for a professional ladies golf event recently. No, can't say I have. <laughs> you, you need to do that. Why is that? You need to do that and, and read the names. Is there, is there see... someone related to you on that? No, no. no. You would see a lot of uh, Japanese Okay. Korean, All right. young women, a lot of them. And why is that? Yeah. Well, their approach is, you know, the Eastern approach. They are better, well, they train from very early on to not focus on results, <laughs> but focus on the field. And so they, because they started at an early age uh, and get that reinforcement, they're better able to, to handle themselves in the high value moments that they see on the golf course. And so there's a lot of those names and you have to look at them. Um, yeah, and our, you know, back to our main theme. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have to uh, give yourself over to being an equal partner with the bow. So just for the bow hand, you have to give up control of the bow hand to get consistency. Yeah. This is yeah, the most conscious I've been about the bow hand uh, in, yeah. in any bow I've ever shot. Yeah. And what, what you'll come to realize though is you don't, we we don't realize how much extra tension we create um even in the bow hand and the bow arm because you literally aren't holding the arm you're actually just relaxing the arm and letting the stabilization of the arm to holding the alignment and the bow that you're letting that happen instead of being tensed these muscles while there's activation happening but there's not a huge tension buildup. You're using the bone and bone contact to stay at that position. Mm-hmm. So once the separation happens, it just, it's a very small step. It's a very small, small movement that happens. And plus you're going to get stronger doc. That bow arm is going to get stronger. Um, your back and your ability to get that posture is going to, is going to improve. I think if there's a win, like that's probably some of the bigger wins that's coming from it. Plus the, just the knowledge base of having that different style of archery, you know, um, being 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 etching that, that notion in your brain. Yep. Did that right. 
paycheck, you know, and then sticking with it. So good stuff. Here's what happened yesterday uh, afternoon uh, while we were impatiently waiting for these babies to arrive. (laughs) We tried to keep busy, but I was outside doing something. I got a text uh, from a gentleman uh, who shot a lot of 3D archery. Uh, he took his uh, level three coach certification with me, uh, oh, some years back, at Lancaster Archery. It was one of those. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so he called me. He had been at the 3D shoot, the big one. Where, where was that? Uh, ASA. I- uh, the ASA in London, Kentucky, I think. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there an IBO this last week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The third leg of the IBO was also, yes. Yeah, okay. So he was thoroughly disgusted. He opened up saying, what, what's the cause of the drop-bang syndrome that he had? In other words, the bow drops. Yep, dip-bangs. He hammers a release or, you know, he trips a release off. And, yep. and uh, so he... he this shot horrible. Uh, he scored horribly because of this. Uh, and that you know, I judged yardage really well, but I had this drop bang, <laughs> you know. And so we discussed, well, that, that's a form of target panic issues and you're anticipating a result and you want to get that result quickly and, and anyway. Uh, that's what's on your mind. So what what was the cause? So, but we're back and forth on texting and uh, I was explaining how to use the back tension releasing. He had mm-hmm. one, but he had it on a wrist strap and he <laughs> was rolling it with his fingers. You know, yeah. and he, he comes to tell me, well, several of the pros said that that's the way you must do it. Yeah, total control instead of (laughs) not being in control, you know, uh, loading your back and not controlling with your fingers. Yeah. So anyhow. Well, you know, you know what you're going to, well, and I'll tell you where part of that's coming from. There has been some successful shooters in both 3D and the target game who are more of a command style shooter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so people are starting, oh, well, maybe this is something, maybe this is something. And then you get coaches or you get pros and they yeah. say, well, you know, Kyle Douglas shoots this way or, yeah. um, you know, Tim Gillingham shoots this way or, you know, whoever, whatever. And it, then that's what it turns into. It turns into, yep. well, yeah. so-and-so does it, so it must work. That, that and, came up, Kyle Douglas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to, I'm, I mean, is there some truth to, to that you can do it and you can do it successfully? Sure. Is yeah. there, is there, what's the word? How do I say this without offending people? Um, is that for everyone? No, no. no. People can live on that edge and get by. And Absolutely. some do really, really well. Sure. And more power to them. Uh, however, <laughs> you 
95% of the population uh, will be destroyed by that kind of approach. Yep. And of course, what are you going to teach uh, kids? Which, which way yeah. are you going to teach kids? Well, yeah. we can't teach them to command the, the trigger. No. Have them be successful. Uh, I think an advanced shooter who has probably tried multiple ways can, can make that work. Yeah. yeah. Kids don't have the brain development uh, because, you know, your brain is not done developing until you're 24 or 25. And, and for some men, it never develops, <laughs> as we know. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, we are we are about at our normal time limit. Um, I will have to go back and, and do some edits here. But other than that, I mean, um, mm -hmm. is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Or, or I think we're, we got it covered. Look forward to Doc's experience. I leave Wednesday for late Wednesday for uh, the Nationals out in Kentucky. Just taking a group of kids out to London, Kentucky for the S3DA Nationals. S3DA Nationals. Yeah, the Nationals are this weekend. So, um, and then, but I'll be back. We're supposed to drive back Sunday. So we should be good for Monday unless something changes. But, okay. One thing Otherwise, I'd like to ask for people to, um, for the CoachCast Monday program, as we've now termed it, because there's other people have CoachCasts, but ours is CoachCast Monday. Uh, if you have questions or suggestions or things that you would like to have mm -hmm. us begin to pursue and participate with you in that pursuit, uh, please um, you know, e email these or, or, or put them on the chat uh, so we can uh, begin to address those. Yeah. yeah. Comment. You can comment on the, the live feed on Facebook as well. And then, uh, you know, always you can go to our um, Spotify, Apple podcast, um, anchor, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, the, the audio version is available. The video version, of course, is now not just on Facebook, but the edited version will be on the YouTube page um, as well. And, and so we're streaming this live on Facebook right now, Larry, which, I've never been able to do before, but I can do that now with my new computer. So things are, you know, we're, we're expanding a little bit um, and we'll go from there. So that's it. Thanks everybody for joining in. Thank you for those who've joined into the live version. And uh, you got a couple of people here, doc, that are, that are rooting for you. So All right. the comments on the Facebook live feed. So I'm sure that uh, you'll be meeting some of these people in the near future, especially at the classic. I need all the roots I can get. <laughs> all right. Well, congratulations, uh, Coach Wise. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations, Larry. Yeah, we're, Outstanding. we're just ecstatic. And uh, yeah, so can't wait to get them home. We aren't going to see them until they get home. Uh, nobody's allowed in the hospital. So they're, they're not allowed to shoot in the hospital, shoot the bows in the no, hospital? No. Well, that might be frowned upon, Doc. Okay. Well, it was it was crazy like that when I was a department head too. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. All right. All right. All right.